All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening? Happy Friday, presented by PointsBet Canada and Montana's. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. How you feeling today, Rosie? What's happening, buddy? I don't know how to feel. We <laughs> watched a couple of games. One was exciting. One was not. So I'm in somewhere in the middle right now, buddy. Dude, what happened last night? You went off the deep end when it came to this Maple Leafs team, and I'm the guy consoling you saying, hey, it's just one of 82. Things are going to be okay, bud. <laughs> I don't like sliding, and we're sliding a little bit. And uh, I'll be honest, I was watching – Kind of flipping back and forth between World Juniors and Toronto game. And then uh, once World Juniors got exciting, I was kind of glued to that. But to see that score for the, our, our Maple Leafs team last night wasn't a great thing. But you know what? It made me think that, hey, we haven't even got close to blown out the entire year. So, hell, you got to go through it once, I guess. Yeah, definitely. We're going to jump into that story. I think you, again, forget the month of October, but uh, that's okay. We're going to abolish that from our memories and all those losses and the blowout losses. So we'll we'll keep that in mind moving forward. But uh, first and foremost, I wanted to get to the gold medal game. And I think that was the uh, the most positive thing I can take out of the last night and that loss for the Maple Leafs against the Kraken. It happened when Team Canada was playing in the gold medal, so I barely was paying attention. I watched the game, don't get me wrong, and yeah, I watched a lot of that second period. But still, the Canadians get the job done. Um, I think Czechia deserves all the credit in the world, man. They were phenomenal in that tournament. But Dylan Gunther on the 2-on-1, 
how often do you do you practice that two-on-one um, in practice? Because uh, I, you know, any person's watched practice before that that's that's studied a lot. No. Yeah, I mean, you do tons of two-on-ones in uh, in practice. You're doing line rushes and whatnot, where you know three-on-twos can turn into two-on-ones, and uh, you know, I think that D-man slid a little bit early and gave him the, you know, the opportunity to have some patience, wait to get by him and, and rip her back door. And usually in, uh, you know, a setting like that with players of that caliber, you hit a guy back door, he's burying it. So it was exciting to see. I, uh, yeah, I, I thought, che what is it, Czechia? When did they yeah. go from the Czech Republic to Czechia? I never really understood that. All of a sudden, they're just a different name team, but they were solid. Um, they beat them, obviously, in the prelims, and they were a, a high-quality team. And I, I like that tournament for, you know, I don't know, what do you want to call it, the last 10 years, 12 years? It's so much more competitive. I mean, you got the Swedens and the Czechs and, you know, uh, so many teams that can actually come out and win that thing. The USA-Canadian uh, battle as of lately has been a total rivalry and um, was wicked to beat them in the semis. So I, I'm just loving the way that the competition is in that tournament and obviously to have Canada come out on top still. Did you play with Jake Voracek? Yeah, I did. Your old buddy Jake Voracek, who is from the Czech Republic or Czechia, like tweeted out last night and he referenced them as the Czech Republic. So I think even they're confused by it. I don't know. I don't make sense of it. But all I know is that they're really good at hockey once again for the first time in like 20 years. You know, from a betting standpoint, it hurt a lot. I, I was crippled last night. I had Canada minus 2.5 in that game. It's 2 nothing, setting up for a 3 nothing win. And then they took the, you know, the foot off the gas. How many times have we seen that from the Canadian squad in the gold medal final? And again, we talked about this the other day, just the frantic nature of junior hockey in general. It's, it's, it's very similar to me to March Madness, right? Where there's upsets, there's crazy buzzer beaters, and the World Junior did not disappoint. I think this is one of the better World Juniors in recent memory for me. Yeah, it seemed to be pretty competitive. Um, you know, they definitely made it interesting. I think it was in the third period, halfway through or something like that, and I was... I yelled out to upstairs, this game is fucking boring. And then like <laughs> literally right after that, it was like bang, bang. And it's like, oh God, now we are, uh, now we're tied up. And I thought that overtime was wicked. I just love three on three overtime. Like I can't say enough about it. It is a whole new strategy, um, a whole new skill set. It's something you can get good at. I know that kids these days are like practicing three on three, but I mean, you're, you're chucking it back to your own zone when you're on the offensive zone, crazy stuff you wouldn't ever do. And it's just, it's exciting and it guarantees an exciting finish to the game. In my opinion, I really like it. I want to be Bob Ross for you. I'm going to paint a picture right now. So imagine playing an entire tournament to build to this level. You get to overtime and it's settled with three on three. And let's say you're Czechia, you look the other end and you say, oh no, there's Connor Bedard, there's Dylan Gunther, there's Shane Wright. I don't think this is the proper way to conclude a tournament. And this is a Canadian saying that, but how many times have we seen in recent memory, the IHF and international play, just bogus endings, like the, the women's tournament a couple years ago ended in a shootout, I believe, or something like that. Like, yeah, I just think there's a proper way to end a hockey game when everything's on the line. And to me, it's continuous OT until uh, somebody figures it out. The war of attrition, if you will. So uh, I, I had that mindset at certain times too. But if you look over, you know, the course of history, look at the Jonathan Taves um, finish, um, uh, TJ Oshie, like you can get some really, really memorable, really nail biting, really intense finishes with shootouts. 
and I'm not sold on shootouts, but I think that's why I like the three-on-three overtime. It's continuous. Someone's got to score. I look at the bench. They're scrambling. Who the hell are you going with? You just double shift Connor Bedard the entire time. How many D-men do you yeah. use? You know, uh, how long can this go? Um, I, I, I just, it's just exciting. And I mean, yeah, you could just do five on five until someone scores. Great. Maybe you play two periods of it and it's kind of like, fuck, is anyone going to win this thing or what? But I, I have no problem with it. So I guess we disagree on that. Shootout might be a little bit yeah. much, even though it does produce a lot of, uh, you know, memorable finishes, but I just love the three on three. I think it's exciting as hell. And you know, as soon as that puck drops, holy shit, like, where's this going? And the longer it goes, the more crazy it is that someone hasn't scored. It's a strong take, but I think it's a glorified uh, skills competition. I see three on three when I go to ice sports on Sundays to play hockey. I don't need to see it in a gold medal final of the World Junior, but I digress. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, and leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com. For the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs, thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down here below on YouTube, and we'll get to that a bit later on. But Rosie, right now, we're going to get over the boards. Oh, yes, we have to revisit whatever that was at Scotiabank Arena last night. Granted, I thought the Leafs actually were really, really good in the first period. The Kraken had three shots on goal, but the rest of the game was a different story. Seattle 5, Maple Leafs 1. Your thoughts? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Not pretty to look at, man. Like, uh, I don't want to say they're sliding yet, but they're definitely um, trying to come to terms with uh, finding their best game, finding their best defense. I don't think either goalie right now is uh, is playing their best hockey. And again, we've said that in the past, you know, this team eventually is going to go through a little slide and it's going to happen. It happens to every team. Uh, you know, we've been waiting for it to happen to Boston. Unfortunately, that hasn't come yet, but uh, we're sliding a little bit. And, you know, fortunately, we got some breathing room in the standings and whatnot. But definitely those boys are going to want to figure out what's going on and, uh, you know, maybe maybe tighten up their systems a little bit and find their identity again. There's so many pros and cons of working in this market, watching this team in this market. Among them is like with every burning loss, it's like the sky's falling, the sky's falling. We talked about this the other day. I'm sorry to break it to everybody, but the first round matchup is set. It's going to be Toronto and Tampa. I'd probably go to the bank with that. Famous last words. I'll quote it. I'll bring it back later on in the season. But the likelihood of getting Toronto and Tampa again is really, really high. So to dwell on a 5-1 loss to the Seattle Kraken on January 5th, I think is ridiculous. And I think on top of that, can, can we quit it with the Bronx cheers? I believe Matt Murray got three Bronx cheers last night, five goals on 26. It wasn't his best outing, but I think we have to cut this guy some slack. He's actually been pretty good this season, Rosie. He's been great this season, man. It's like, why, why does the market shoot themselves in the foot? Why do they make it hard on themselves? Like, Again, like if the Florida Panthers had the last week and a half that the Maple Leafs did, nobody notices. You just, as a group, kind of regroup, go over what's going on, watch the video. Hey, you see where we're slacking? Compare it to what the, the things are that you were doing right when you're on a hot streak. And it's just quietly, you just go through it. A couple of couple of media members will be like, hey, you know, well, what do you got to do to get it back on track? But in Toronto, it's like cheering, like just hurting your goal. Like a guy that's won you tons of games and come in and been – exactly what you want him to be this year you're fucking pretty much booing him on the ice because he doesn't have his best stuff like why make it harder what do you think he's thinking now now every time he goes on the ice in that building he's like these whole fucking crowd is sitting there waiting to shake their fist at me and i'm it's it just doesn't make it any easier i just hate it when they they care so much about their team in toronto yet they make it so goddamn hard for them to win
It's just so funny to me. And then they always wonder why nobody wants to sign here or play here or specifically goalies. Just look at that. It's fucking January 5th against the Seattle Kraken. This team got a billion games in a row with a point. Mitch Marner's having an unbelievable year. There's so many positives. And as you mentioned in reference, you're, you're essentially booing your goalie by Bronx cheering him. I just don't think it's the right approach. I understand people pay lots of money, Rosie, but you played in this league. Anybody who's played sports... You're not going to have it every night. Sometimes you tip your cap. I thought the Kraken were great in the second and third period. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit what you paid for your ticket. It is completely irrelevant to me. If you believe in that team and you're a fan of that team and you're passionate and you support that team, I do not care what you paid for your ticket. You have to understand how a season works, how professional sports works, how psychology works for these athletes. And you obviously don't give a rip about any of that if you're just going to start pretty much booing Matt Murray for not having his best game and, you know, mockingly cheering him when he makes a save. It's, it, 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 you got to understand that that's going to happen. That No goalie has a perfect season. No team has a perfect season running through games. And you got to support those guys and, and let them know that they're supported. They don't have to fight against their home freaking city. That's the last thing they should have to worry about. That's where they should have the confines of their home barn where they're always supported and they have you know, their fans behind them. And it's, if they turn their back on you as soon as you have a slip-up, then you know that you just they they don't have your back. You're fighting against them, which is just fucking ridiculous, and it drives me nuts. Well, uh, undoubtedly, we will see Murray once again this week, and a back-to-back -back coming up for the Leafs. We'll tee that up in about uh, seven or eight minutes from now. But for now, Montana's is bringing back the viewing party with daily deals in 2023. It's Friday, TGIF. I love that, which means it's time for some drinks, Rosie. Lucky for all of us, Montana's is offering some fantastic drink deals and specials. What's your beverage of choice, by the way? Ooh. Well, if I'm feeling like I am this morning after watching hockey all night, a Caesar, a Caesar. always goes down hey. nice. But I, I'm a beer and clam guy, you know, uh, crack some beers and a little splash of clam all the time. I think that uh, that's good on a day after a hard day of work. That goes down good. It goes down good in the summertime, goes down good at Christmas, goes down whenever you want. Your beer and clam will never lead you. I don't know if that's a little bit of a Western Canadian thing or if you guys uh, you guys do that out east, eh? I, I think it is. I've honestly never heard of it, but I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I've drank in my life, but mostly beer, just like strictly a beer guy. But I have changed over the last year, more of like a vodka seven, Sprite seven, vodka water type person. I, I, I'm big into the vodka and uh, 21 days, by the way, the countdown is on until Rosie hits Toronto. We're hitting the town. We're hitting the <laughs> Leafs game against your boy Claude Giroux and the Ottawa Senators. And I, I cannot wait, my dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be fun, man. It's creeping up on us. It seemed like a long ways away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can't wait to get back in that barn and watch them play a game and uh, go out and hit the town after. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to mix it up for sure. And speaking of mixing it up, uh, Mitch Marner is going to mix it up in Sunrise like yours truly. I will be at All-Star Weekend. Maybe Marner will join me on the beach for something. I'll be doing some stuff for the NHL. So hopefully we'll be able to interact with some of the players. I'm sure I will. But Marner named an All-Star for the second time in his career rightly deserved um i think on top of that you're, you're waiting to see what happens down the road here because more guys will be voted in i guess matthews and nylander have to be there no at least matthews you'd think so man i don't love this setup like what if one team isn't worthy of having a guy on the all-star team what if 
what if one team deserves to have four guys on the all-star game like it should represent who is the best in the league it shouldn't be an even split amongst the league because the league isn't evenly split the you know the team in first place probably going to have more all-stars on it than the team in dead last yet they're kind of not really doing that they kind of make it an even split and then they go to fan voting which who the hell knows what's going to happen after that you'd think it would be fair but yeah there's going to be guys that are left off and then he's sitting there going i'm a fucking all-star through and through way more than that guy that guy that guy and that guy but he's not going to be in the game so it kind of cheapens it for me i I wish it was you know a total merit-based system where there's some kinds of points towards all-star game or something like that but at the end of the day i mean i think it was stamkos doesn't even fucking want to go half those guys want to go have their their weekend off and and go relax on a beach somewhere and recharge their batteries then go and do the kind of clown show nhl all-star game that it sometimes feels like you know I would expand the rosters. That's where I would go. And again, I'm very careful to harp on the league since I do work for the league, as you know. But I will say, I think we need to create more entertainment, um, create more anticipation for this All-Star game. Like, to bury the lead, I felt, and honestly, I felt that way watching. And I understand Canada was playing last night. But to just announce the rosters during, like, the intermission of an ESPN game, I just think is so far off from every other league. Like, the NBA is a fucking, like, Like, they have a a full hour show to announce their All-Stars, and then you look at the NHL, it's like, at least be a bit excited about the weekend, no? Yeah, they just kind of squeeze it into, like, the intermission show. Like, it's kind of weird, right? But uh, I don't know. They've tried to do different things, man. They're always trying to make this thing exciting, and they do a draft, and they they do this, and they do a show, and it just – it always seems to kind of fall flat. And I I believe it's because it's – it's kind of a joke. People like to watch hockey, especially because of its intensity, right? And because of its, yeah. you know, the passion that can be invoked in the game and what's on the line. And then you play this and guys are wearing costumes and capes out there. And it's just always so, my God, I, I don't love it. And I wish that they could play for something, you know? I mean, with the MLB All-Star Game, you know, you have something on the line that's important to your actual season. And I don't know if I'm suggesting that you play for something in the standings or like home ice doesn't work it's not fair it's just if you play for something that matters would be nice for a change and again they've tried paying the players they've tried doing drafts and i just still don't think they've got it right ultimately to me it comes down to one thing and and that's the kids I, i don't care who hates it as long as the kids are happy and and pumped up to be there that's all that matters like you know i've been to a lot of these things um you know i never really have you know, memories of what happens on the ice, more so the extracurriculars, if you know what I'm saying. Always a phenomenal time. Vegas was tremendous last year. I'm sure Fort Lauderdale is going to be great this year. But to me, it's all about the kids, the smile on their faces. You know, even doing fanfare, which I broadcasted from last year, I'll be doing the same this year. From what I understand, they're going to be incorporating the beach into the festivities, uh, you know, for All-Star Weekend. So to me, that's all that matters. As long as the kids are pumped up and jacked, like I'm sure your kids would love to be there, no? Oh, big time. And you know what? I think that's the right ma- that's the right mindset going into it. Um, I'm trying to think of a reason why it's professional and why it's yeah, yeah. meaningful for, you know, a standpoint of this is the National Hockey League. But that's a good point. You go to the look at the kids and, you know, players. My favorite thing in the world, honestly, was throwing pucks to kids in warm-up or going down the tunnel in the NHL and all those kids are looking and you just 
put your stick up and some kid grabs it and you let it go and the kids just go and you're just like fuck that was awesome like you're able to do that to a kid is is honestly one of my favorite things about being in that league is chucking them pucks or sticks or something like that and seeing the genuine shock in their face and i imagine that a kid being at the all-star game with absolutely every one of those players that he like you open a pack of hockey cards today and how many of those guys in the all-star game are going to be in that pack of cards right and my kids love that shit and that's a great point man uh i I just can't imagine for a kid who loves hockey to have anything better than go to an nhl all-star game and you're seeing sid and Ovi on the same team like that that is wicked good point Tell, tell you something. If if I ever got a Jay Rosehill stick, I would torpedo that thing so quickly at Carlton the Bear. Like, no thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> Why would you do that? There's lots of goals left in those things, man. Yeah, that's true. Good point. That's a good Shots way to look fired. at it. Like fired. Unprovoked attack. Unprovoked. <laughs> Sorry, Carlton. My bad. You know, the best thing about All-Star, actually, just to remember this, too, I believe it was Columbus. I got a chance to meet a good majority of the mascots without the mascot wear on. So I met them at the bar. I knew I knew the LA Kings mascot was an absolute beauty, by the way. But I met Carlton, and I don't know if it's the same dude who does Carlton now, but he was an absolute gem. Like, they're good people, and they're really good at their jobs. But I just, it's just funny to see them sort of in that setting when they're not the mascot, you know? All I can think of when you say that is them back, like back behind the closed doors, behind the tunnel or whatever, with their head off, just soaking wet in sweat. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, takes a special person to do that. It does. They get paid well. It depends uh, what mascot, what team you're working for, but they get paid well. And it is an occupation at the end of the day. I think they do a tremendous job. Even here in Toronto, the Raptor has been synonymous with the Toronto Raptors since their inception in the mid-90s. Uh, he's incredible at what he does. Make sure to subscribe to the Nation Network YouTube page, also the Leafs Nation Twitter, at TLNDC, Instagram, Facebook accounts. Lots of great prizes, giveaways are coming away later this month and year, courtesy of our new friends at Montana's, which leads us into topic number three and a massive weekend, a back-to-back here for the Leafs. Starts against Detroit tomorrow night on home ice and then at Philadelphia on Sunday. Not sure you caught John Tortorella's comments on the All-Star game. Surprise, surprise, doesn't like it. I thought it was awesome, by the way, that Kevin Hayes was named the All-Star um, for, for the Philadelphia Flyers like two weeks after he was a healthy scratch by Torts. And they asked him about Travis Konechny not make it, and obviously he was pissed off. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Torts just, I don't know, man. He's got to go his own way and got got to be... Got to have a hot take on something, right? And it's usually something negative he doesn't like or he's pissed off about. But uh, that is kind of funny. I didn't even, uh, I didn't put that together how he's just recently scratched. But um, obviously that would have been him trying to wake him up or send a message or something. Well, he's an all-star, so he's woken up. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> Busy weekend, man. It seems like we haven't had a back-to-back in a long time. I wonder when the last time was. But um, also going back, you say October. Yeah. Was that is that not the biggest blowout the Leafs have faced, 5-1 loss? Dude, I don't know. October was a blur to me. I'll look back as we have this conversation, but there was some shit losses in there, okay? I we, feel like there was definitely the some least? losses, but it was always like you should have been in the game and you dropped that one like on the West Coast swing there where they had that terrible week and stuff, but I don't think there was ever a 5-1 loss. I feel like that was their first and only blowout okay, where you're, right. you're literally getting blown out. So I don't love it, but you know what? The best thing about having back-to-backs is you got – you know, you're going to have a quick memory and a short memory and go back and, uh, you know, get right back to work and back-to-backs chance to redeem yourself. I think we're going to see both goaltenders this weekend, which is great, and uh, just a chance for them to, you know, kind of erase what's happened. I don't think it's a slide yet. I just, it's not a slump yet. I just think it's uh, some average play here in the new year. And, you know, hopefully this year it would be wicked to, you know, have both goalies both get, uh, get the chance to get a win on the weekend here. And if you sweep the weekend, I think all is forgiven and you can get back on track. And hopefully that happens. I think it's easier said than done, obviously, because something's, uh, something's making them uh, miss the point here recently. And I think to your point, um, I guess the closest thing to a, um, a dismantling lopsided loss was that game in Vegas, 3-1 Vegas, where Toronto didn't show up for that game. So you're bang on with that assessment. I think these are two winnable games. Um, I think the Leafs have to show us a bit what they're made of and the resolve and the response. Like we expected a response yesterday, it didn't come. And at the very least, I just want to see them locked in a bit more defensively. I know Morgan Riley's been taking some heat since coming back, recently engaged to test a virtue, love that. Um, Rasmus Sandin, I think, has struggled. I wouldn't mind seeing Connor Timmins back in the lineup. Um, he's been really, really quiet, obviously, in terms of his comments off the ice. I don't think anybody's even talking to him. But, of course, he wants to be in this lineup. And I think when you surrender 10 goals in two games, that's all you need to know. I think I may bring Connor Timmins back in the lineup here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the the easiest thing for a coach to do when things aren't clicking is make some lineup changes. So I definitely think things will be mixed up a little bit, maybe even shuffle some lines. And, you know, obviously yeah. they've been doing that all year long. So I don't think it would be a surprise to, you know, say see maybe the power play shaken up. I think they got one in the power play last night, actually. But uh, line shakeups are probably yeah. in order. And, uh, you know, getting some guys out of the press box and mixing them in, see if you can find something here this weekend. Your guy Dryden Hunt, man, I didn't notice him as much last night. I wouldn't mind the Leafs going 11-7. and seven. Just take a peek at that. Again, Tampa does it quite a bit. I know teams frown upon it. The Leafs have done it in the past. Wouldn't be shocked, again, if we do see Con Timmons at some point in time this weekend. By the way, did you know that was the first regulation loss in home ice since November fucking 11th, man? Like, that's why I couldn't get over the Bronx cheers. This team always wins, and they always win on home ice. They lose one game in regulation. The sky's falling. Exactly, man. Like, since fucking Remembrance Day, they haven't lost in reg at on home ice. They, yeah. they should be getting they should be getting applauded off the ice 
after a 5-1 loss just because of the respect level for what they bring to their home crowd. But no, they get fucking booed off the ice. Like, again, like you want to know, like the frustration of the Maple Leafs fans is they have to share the blame in a lot of ways because of how difficult they make it for that goddamn team to win. They feel that pressure. They feel that um, that disappointment and that they feel those boos and that discontentment with your team when it's like, what do you want? Did you think we weren't going to lose a fucking game this year? Is that what you thought? Crazy. You call yourself a hockey fan and, and you're booing a team who just lost their first regulation game at home in front of you and it's the second week of january and you're fucking booing them off the ice like you're not a you're not a hockey fan you don't get hockey you're not you're not a supporter of this team so don't even come to the game save your money if it's so fucking expensive stay home because who wants that in their team name another name another crowd that does that to their to their team after all they've given them this year to get that response after a rough game is pathetic and all you're going to do is set yourself up for for more hesitating games at home and for more dropped games and and tight games and gripping the sticks and blowing leads and losing fucking games because it's difficult to play in front of you and that's what bugs me about that crowd and that fan base when they're so when they're so unfair to the team doesn't matter what they do they're they're getting it from some angle Put it this way, I missed your extreme hot take, and I thought it was ludicrous to Bronx cheer Matt Murray last night. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points by Canada. Okay, Rosie, I took the fucking L last night, man. I was on the Leafs puck line, and yeah, it was uh, 5-1 Seattle. So uh, you're up today, my man. I'm up. I was looking around. I didn't find much that I was in love with, so I went to... A former lieutenant of mine who just retired. He is a hockey guy through and through, and he's a bit of a bit of a wizard when it comes to predictions. So I went to the well to Mr. Steve Stewart. I told him I'd shout him out on the show, and he said, "Why don't you go to the basement and take the Coyotes over the Blackhawks?" And I got him at plus one hundred, and it's a basement dwelling. And I think that the Coyotes are kind of a better team than they let on. I feel like there's some pressure to tank and get Connor Bedard which is a whole other story but I think they're a better team than they kind of let on and I mean it's sad to say right now after you know the damn near modern day dynasty that they were 10 years ago to see the Chicago Blackhawks in the absolute basement but I just don't think that they've got anything positive going on and they need to totally rip it apart and rebuild which is why I'm taking the Coyotes plus 100 against the Blackhawks tonight that's what's happening. Final answer, since you use the lifeline, final answer. Yep, final answer. Let's go, Stevie boy. It's on you now. I don't have to take any heat for this one if it tanks. This is like who wants to be a millionaire because you use the lifeline and just the irony that you shit on Arizona all season long and then you take them for a, a pick on the points <clears throat> bet Canada bet of the day, I think is hilarious. But uh, I'm with you. They're coming off a, a, a terrible loss to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. It is a back-to-back, but they are playing Chicago and – the Hawks might not have Patrick Kane in that game. We'll see. And they also are not interested in winning that hockey game. They'd rather lose. I'm telling you right now, they'd rather lose to Arizona to create separation in the standings. So I like that play, especially at the plus money for Arizona. As we wrap another week here of Leafs Morning Take, Rosie, it's been uh, a lot's happened this week. Uh, the World Junior concluded. And again, we look forward to your visit coming up in a couple weeks from now. Steve writing in via the chat right now. Preach, Rosie. Big pressure. Steve S. Is that your boy? Ha, that's him. 
<laughs> he's, he's on the seat. He loves it. Good stuff. Yeah, so we're on the Yotes. Uh, we'll we'll break down what happens coming up on Monday. Uh, Tim writes in, good bourbon, bourbon and lemonade. I guess his, that's his drink choice. Um, I don't Whoa. agree with the Bronx cheers right there with you, Rosie. There was an effort last night, but I do think the boys have been flat. And then he was talking about All-Star, maybe incorporate minor hockey players into the skills competition. So there's a lot to uh, to chew on. And certainly, I think you'll get my full analysis of All-Star weekend after it happens in early February, okay? Yeah, I think you'll be pumped up to be there and get the whole scoop. So looking forward to that. And yeah, a little bit of the dog days of the season right now, it feels like. We're kind of, uh, you know, almost locked into our playoff opponent, it feels like, no matter how you spin it. And uh, a little bit of the dog days of the season right now, which is maybe why you can uh, say the Leafs are coming out a little flat recently. But hopefully they turn that around this weekend. I just looked outside. The sky is not falling. It's just been gray in Toronto for like the last two weeks and it rains every fucking day, but the sky is not falling, okay? Weird. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. That's Shay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.